0: Hey church, it is great to be with you. Welcome to worship today. So glad you're here. Hope you've already made plans to come back and bring somebody with you to one of our Christmas Eve services. We have got a real celebration planned for Christmas Eve. We'll be continuing the series we're in today, which is Who? We're asking the one big question of Christmas, Who? Who? Who is this one that we remember whose birth we celebrate? We're asking the question because Jesus asked the question. He went to people. and said, who do people say that I am? And then he asked the most important question, who do you say that I am? And Jesus in his ministry, he worked to give clarity to this question. He, He would say, I am the living water. I am the bread of life. We talked already about how Jesus is the Christ. That means he's the promised, anointed king who would come to keep God's promises. Last week we talked about Jesus as the good shepherd. We looked at Psalm 23 and we saw that Jesus leads us and corrects us and protects us. And we also saw in in there, when we learned about the good shepherd, sort of an anticipation of this week, we saw that one of the characteristics of the good shepherd is that the good shepherd is with us. And today, we're going to talk about that. Another name for Jesus, maybe you've been using these Advent ornaments, I hope you have, as sort of a devotion throughout the season, looking at all these different names of Jesus. And if you have, you already looked a couple days ago, you looked at the name Emmanuel. And that's the name we're going to look at today. Given to Jesus, this nickname that means God with us. And the good news of the name Emmanuel, Emmanuel is first that it it means what it means God is with us but the even better news of the name Emmanuel is that it means even more than that If I could just give you any gift today at all, it would be to have you leave kind of with this sense of expectation and this idea sort of rattling around in your soul that our God is surprisingly gracious. Our God is surprisingly good. Our God sort of makes a habit of doing more than we could ever expect. And when God is with us, what God does with us is always better than we anticipated. My hope would be after today that every time you hear the word Emmanuel, you wouldn't just remember what it means, God is with us, but that you would remember that it means more than it means. It means that when God is with us, God is surprisingly good. To understand how this is all wrapped up in the word of Emmanuel, we've got to understand the story of the prophecy from which this name comes. Because the story of this word, the story of this word, Emmanuel, as a name for Jesus, demonstrates the surprising, unexpected goodness and grace of our God. Uh, The story starts... Um, About 800 years before Jesus, um, during the time of the kingdom of Judah, God's people were divided in two kingdoms, and the kingdom of Judah was in trouble. Uh, two rival nations nearby had formed an alliance to conquer the kingdom of Judah. And Judah was losing. Battle after battle, they were being beaten back. And now the armies have sort of retreated to the region right around the capital. Or they are in trouble and they are in danger. And the prophet Isaiah goes to the king of Judah. His name was Ahaz. And he says, don't worry. Just put all your hope in God. But Ahaz isn't in that place. Like he's putting his hope anywhere but God. And Isaiah says, "No, really, I come with a word of the Lord. God is going to rescue in this. God is with you in this. If you would just pray to God and trust in God, God will. God will prove it to you." And Ahaz says, "No, no, no. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna put God to the test. You know, and and he's too afraid." To lean into the presence of God. And he just says, no, no, I'm not going to go that route. And so then in Isaiah 7, uh, verse 13, the prophet Isaiah confronts King Ahaz. He says, hear now, you house of David. Is it not enough to try the patience of humans? Will you try the patience of my God also? Therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and you will call him Emmanuel. And he will be eating curds and honey. Basically, that means he'll be old enough for solid food. He'll be be weaned when he knows enough to reject the wrong and choose the right. For before the boy knows enough to reject the wrong and choose the right, the land of the two kings you dread will be laid to waste. That's the the prophecy of Isaiah from which this name, Emmanuel, comes. He says there's going to be a baby who's born. His name will be Emmanuel. And by the time he's eating solid food, your enemies will be no more. And this is already a a pretty good prophecy, right? I mean, like if you're King Ahaz and you're worried cuz your kingdom is about to be destroyed, like this definitely qualifies as good news. Like already the Emmanuel prophecy, God is with you and God is going to give you victory over your enemies in this battle that you're going to fight, like that's pretty good news. But here's the thing. That doesn't even scratch the surface. Of what God has planned for this prophecy. It doesn't even begin to touch what God is going to do. Because God is going to come back to this prophecy. God's going to fulfill this prophecy one more time. And it's going to be so much bigger, so much beyond their every expectation. We return to this prophecy in the Gospel of Matthew The first chapter of Matthew, the story of the birth of Jesus, begins like this. This is how the birth of Jesus the Messiah came about. His mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph, but before they came together, she was found to be pregnant through the Holy Spirit. Because Joseph, her husband, uh, was faithful to the law, but did not want to expose her to public disgrace, he had in mind to divorce her quietly. But, again and we just need to be clear nobody was looking out for this right nobody expected this the emmanuel prophecy of isaiah 7 it was done like and it had been a pretty good deal right they were in trouble they were about to be destroyed isaiah prophesied a baby born whose name is will be emmanuel god is with us we'll win the battle and the nation will be saved hooray and then god says oh Oh, no, 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 no. What I had in mind was so much bigger than that. What I had in mind was so much beyond that. Uh, The the first Emmanuel prophecy meant that God was with us in one little battle. But this fulfillment of the Emmanuel prophecy means that God is with us in the flesh. That, I mean, you you write it there. What is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. This is God's own Son, not come to save one nation from two armies, but come to save all people. All nations, the very Son of God. Never again will you think that God with us means that God is somehow on our side in one measly war. No, now God is with us. We can eat breakfast with him. He's always with us and eternally with us. Here's how John chapter 1 puts it trying to understand the radical inbreaking of the withness of god he says this in the beginning was the word and the word was with god and the word was god he was with god in the beginning through him all things were made without him nothing was made that has been made in him was life and the life was the light of all mankind the light shines in the darkness and the darkness has not overcome it this true light which gives light to everyone, was coming into the world. He was in the world, and though the world was made through him, the world did not recognize him. He came to that which was his own, but his own did not receive him. Yet to all who did receive him, he gave them the right to become children of God. Children born not of natural descent or of human decision or a husband's will, but born of God. The Word became flesh. God is with us and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only Son who came from the Father full of grace and truth. For the law was given through Moses, but grace and truth came through Jesus. No one has ever seen God but the one and only Son who is himself God and is in closest relationship With the Father, He has made Him known. Nobody expected this prophecy to be fulfilled again. It was already done. And done pretty well. They did win the battle. The nation was saved. Uh, Israel and Damascus were defeated. But God wasn't even God's intention for this promise was so much bigger. The first fulfillment meant God will be with you in one battle against two armies. The second fulfillment meant that God will be with you. In the flesh, incarnate God, walking earth, come to rescue all people so that all who believe in him would be adopted as children of God. This is the promise of Emmanuel, that our God is with us and that when our God is with us, our God is surprisingly gracious. And it's the surprising word I want you to lean into. Our God is unexpectedly good. Our God is unpredictably merciful and generous. Our God is with us. And when our God is with us, when you embrace and rejoice and trust in the presence of God, you will find that the generosity of God exceeds all expectations that's what I want you to learn from this name every time you see the name Emmanuel remember what it means it means my God is with me, but remember that it means more than what it means. It means that when my when my God is with me, my God is surprisingly good, unexpectedly generous, unpredictably merciful. Here is how Paul put it: uh, Now all glory goes to God, who is able to through His mighty power at work within us to accomplish infinitely more than what we might ask or think. That's what the Emmanuel prophecy is: infinitely more when isaiah gave that word the best they could have hoped for is they'd win the next battle and the nation would be saved but god does infinitely more with that word of hope than anything they could ask or imagine emmanuel means that god is with us and when god is with us god does infinitely more than anything we could ask or imagine. This is why Isaiah is so upset with Ahaz. He's saying, Ahaz, put your hope in God. Ahaz, trust in the presence of God. Ahaz, rely in the goodness of God because don't you know that God wants to do infinitely more than all you could ask or imagine? See, Isaiah knows. That when God acts, God acts in ways that exceed our wildest expectations and hope. And I think maybe some of us struggle like Ahaz struggled. We find ourselves in situations where we so desperately need the presence of God and we need to rely on the presence of God. And instead, we scramble under our own power and we scramble with our own means and we scramble for the hope that we can generate. And the prophet Isaiah would say, ask your God to show up in your life. Ask your God for a demonstration of his presence because your God is with you. And when your God is with you, God does infinitely more, surprisingly more. Church, I want you to know that today. I don't know what you're going through today, but I want you to know that Jesus is with you. That's his nickname, Emmanuel. Jesus says, his name will be Jesus, but you should call him Emmanuel. Because he is with you. Now found in human likeness. Promises to be with us eternally. That's what he says. He says, I am with you always to the end of the age. And when Jesus is present in your life, he always exceeds your expectations. In whatever struggle you're in, if you will just search For the presence of God. Just kind of whatever struggle you're in, right? Whatever struggle you're facing, in the midst of that, search for the presence of God. You will find it because God is with you. And when you find the presence of God in that situation, you will find that God is doing more. More than you expected. More than you hoped for. More than you could have imagined more even than God promised to do. that's the thing. God even exceeds God's own promises. Uh, for, for here's an example maybe maybe you you pray as you were taught. give us this day our daily bread. That's how we're taught to pray just for enough bread for today. That is what we pray. Here is how God responds. You will be enriched in every way so that you can be generous on every occasion. You just wanted one day's worth of bread, and God says, I'm going to give you so much bread, you can share bread with other people. You'll be enriched in every way so that you can be generous on every occasion, and through us, your generosity will result in thanksgiving to God. Your God is with you, and when your God is with you, your God is always more generous than you thought. He would be uh, maybe it's a time of grief or loss right uh, so many of us especially at christmas feel grief acutely uh, you know I, I, I talked to somebody recently who lost his lost his mom just last christmas and we were talking about grief and loss and the pain of that grief and you want to know is my god with me and I want you to know not only is your God with you, your God is with you, and your God is surprisingly gracious. Maybe maybe you just hope that God would comfort you. Here's what God says. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of compassion, and the God of all comfort, who comforts us in all our troubles so that we can comfort those. See, see we, we come to God, and we wonder, God, are you with me? God, will you comfort me in my grief? And God says, not only will i comfort you i will pour such comfort into your life that you'll have extra like you won't know what to do with all the comfort and the only thing you'll have no to do with it is to share that comfort with someone else who is always grieving you see your god is with you and when your god is with you your god is always surprisingly generous unexpectedly gracious always doing more than we could ask or imagine uh maybe maybe it's a time of struggle and, and you're wondering, will I even get through this situation? God, I need you to be with me so I can survive the situation I'm in. And I, here's the thing, I tell you, if you're in a time of struggle... You look for the presence of God in this struggle. God will be present with you in the struggle. You look for the presence of God, and what you will find is more than you expected. Paul says, I've learned how to be content whatever the circumstance. I know what it is to be in need. I know what it is to have plenty. I've learned the secret of being content in any and every situation. I can be well-fed. I can be hungry. I can live in plenty. I can live in want. I can do all of it through God who gives me strength. You will find yourself in a place of struggle. You will look for the presence of God, and you will find the presence of God because your God is Emmanuel. And when you find that God is with you, you will find that God is doing more than you could ever imagine. You will find not just the the grace, not just the strength to survive your present struggle. You'll survive the grace and strength to survive any situation. You're like, I can handle anything now. I know the secret. Just like Paul. Maybe it's a it's a time of temptation, right? You're in a cycle of sin, falling back into the same temptations, being crushed by the same temptations again and again and again. And, 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 and like and you know, and like Ahaz, you're like, you know, I gotta I gotta handle this on my own. I gotta figure it out on the own. And maybe you'll just to just this moment you'll listen to the word of Isaiah, who says, turn to God who is with you. And you'll say, God, could you be with me in this time of temptation? Maybe just a little mercy, maybe just a little grace, maybe a little forgiveness, because I'm worried I'm going to mess up like I always do with this temptation. And God is with you. But even better than that, you'll discover what the author of Hebrews says. We do not have a high priest who is unable to empathize with our weakness, but we have one who's been tempted in every way just as we, yet he did not sin. And that high priest just says, I'm with you. And not only can I forgive you for when you fall into temptation, I actually know the path to freedom. I know the way out. I know the way through. I have faced just the problem, you're facing it, and yet I faced it without sin, which means that means it's possible for you if you will just stay with me as I stay with you. And it will be more than you ever asked or imagined. This, this is the Emmanuel promise, not just that God is with us, but that when God is with us, God does more than we could expect—surprising grace, unpredictable mercy, unexpected love. I, I, I've, I've really needed the prophet Joel these last few years. The prophet Joel knew the Emmanuel promise knew that God was with them in their suffering, but knew that beyond God being with them, God in God's presence would do more than they imagined. He wrote to a a people who were being ravaged by plagues of locusts, but he gave a prophecy there that's relevant for every single person who's gone through a season of loss. Maybe you feel like you've gone through a season of loss, years taken away. Years of family gatherings or health or whatever it is that you've been robbed of. Listen to what the prophet Joel says. In the middle of a plague, it's so important to know, this prophecy was given not after the plague had passed, but in the middle of the plague. Here's what he says. The threshing floors will be filled with grain. The vats will overflow with new wine and oil. I will repay you for the years The locusts have eaten the great locust and the young locust and the other locusts and the locust swarm, the great army that I sent among you, and you will have plenty to eat and you will be full and you will praise the name of the Lord your God who has worked wonders for you and never again will my people be put to shame. This is the prophecy. This is the promise. This is the hope. Of Emmanuel. it means what it means God is with us but it means so much more than what it means because when God is with us God always does more more than we could have hoped more than we could have imagined I think of Hagar Hagar was Sarah's servant, and she has a child with Abraham, and after she has a child, Sarah becomes jealous and drives her out of the home into the wilderness to die. And there, God is with her. Hagar says, you are the God who sees me. That's a great name for God. Some of you need to claim that name for God. I don't know what you're going through right now, but you're going through some stuff. And you just need to say to God, God, you are the God who sees me. And God was with Hagar. But remember, the promise of Emmanuel, it means what it means, but it always means more than what it means. And sure enough, God wasn't just with Hagar. Hagar. God was with Hagar in God's surprising grace and surprising mercy. He says, not only will you not die in the wilderness, you will be restored to your home. You You will be able to raise this child who will go on to be the father of a great nation. God is with you. God is with you. His name shall be called Emmanuel. God with us. God is with you. And when God is with you, God always exceeds expectations. God always surpasses our hopes. God always extends grace and mercy that we could not anticipate. And all this is true in Jesus. See, see, the Emmanuel prophecy had already been fulfilled. Nobody was waiting for God to do more. See, that's the problem. Nobody was waiting for God to do more. Except God. God was waiting to do more through the person of Jesus. And I want to just, come, I'm to just beg you, lean into the presence of God right now in your life because God is always waiting to do more. Jesus, God with us, God made flesh, God eternally promising to be by our side. Jesus goes before your every step. Already tempted, in every way you will be tempted. Already tried, in every way you will be tested. And having walked in righteousness the path you will walk, Jesus goes before you. Jesus goes with you this is the promise he makes to the disciples i will be with you always to the end of the age in every situation you find yourself in every place of confusion and concern and chaos and grief and pain and loss jesus stands right alongside you he says i am with you and i plan to do greater things than you can imagine I plan to give you more hope and more peace and more rescue and more righteousness and more forgiveness and more grace and more mercy than you can anticipate. And then, like the prophet Joel promises, Jesus comes behind you and he redeems everything that was broken and restores everything that was taken and repairs everything that was damaged and heals everything that was injured and forgives everything that needs to be forgiven the holidays are often a hard time for people we kind of have this vision of what the holidays should be like right a lot of expectations that don't get met and when you're in a season of unmet expectations it's extra important to lean into the presence of god who is the only one that doesn't just meet expectations, but exceeds them. Always doing more. One of the reasons I love this tradition we do with the ornaments is because a lot of us are grieving during the holidays. Uh, and if you are, I hope you'll let us grieve with you, right? It's real simple. There's a little kiosk out there. If you're online, you can do it in the comment card. And just go up there, and maybe you have a name, or uh, just maybe we just want to write Emmanuel on an ornament, or give them a name of someone you're grieving. Um, And it's just a little symbol that reminds you that we're with you in your grief. And that God is with you in your grief. And and it seems to me that's what we want to remember when we grieve, don't we? Remember that God is with us. Because when God is with us, God always does more. More grace, more mercy, more hope. God came in the flesh as a man to teach and live and die and rise again. And Matthew says, this happened to fulfill the promise of Emmanuel. And I think if somebody had been there, they, they might have said, what are you talking about? God already did that. God already fulfilled that promise, right? Remember that battle we won? I mean, it didn't, wasn't the last battle. There was another war five years later. But that one we won? I thought God fulfilled that promise. And Matthew would say, oh, oh no, 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 no. That was just God getting started. The Emmanuel promise is that God is with us And when God is with us, God's grace is surprising, unexpected, unpredictable, exceeds expectations. So I I would just offer to you the exact same invitation Isaiah offered Ahaz. But maybe unlike Ahaz, you'll do it. The invitation of Isaiah was just wherever you are, whatever you got going, look for God. If it is in suffering and grief, look for God. If it is in joy and success, look for God. If it is in temptation and pain, look for God. Because God is with you. And where God is with you, God has plans for you and dreams for you and hope for you and redemption for you and forgiveness for you and repair for you and healing for you and comfort for you that you could never have anticipated. Just like nobody saw Jesus coming. So pray big. You can't pray bigger than God. Hope big. You can't hope bigger than God. Because your God is with you. And when God is with you, he's always more merciful, more gracious, more forgiving, more loving than you ever could have anticipated. Let me pray for you. God, I thank you for the story of Emmanuel. The story of a prophecy once fulfilled and nobody waiting for more except you who are always Ready to be more gracious and more loving than we can anticipate. I pray for some people today, God, that are struggling to trust in your mercy and love. That you would open their eyes. Give them a sign like you did to Ahaz that you are with them. Let them look for it, God. Let them look for your presence in whatever moment they're in. And when they see your presence, they would begin to trust that your plans for them are better than they could have hoped. Your love for them is greater than they could have expected. Your mercy for them is sufficient for all their present and their eternity Help us to see, God, the grandeur of your love for us expressed in your presence through the incarnate one, Jesus Christ, in whose name we pray, amen. Church, we're gonna dismiss here in just a minute. I hope if you are in a time of grief or suffering that you will stop by and get an ornament. Maybe you have a name of someone you're remembering you wanna write on there. Maybe you just want them to write a Just take that as a reminder that we are with you in your grief and that God is with you in every moment of your life. And for all of us, I hope, I just want you to leave today praying big prayers. Isaiah says, look for the presence of God. Look for the presence of God. And when you find that God is with you, you expect that God will do great things. If you came prepared to give today, I hope you'll remember to do that. We've got kiosks around. You can do that online. It's our season of our end-of-year offering, so it's a good time uh, to invest in some cool stuff around our community. If you're a guest today, stop by our Connection kiosk. We've got a gift for you. If you want to meet me, I'll be up front. I'd love to talk. I'm going to dismiss you right now with a blessing and just trust that you'll leave with a confidence in the presence of God in your life. God, send us from this place looking for you believing your promise that you are with us and believing your track record that when you are with us you exceed expectations you do more than we could imagine and we got some people today that just need to trust in that they need that to happen in their life and so i just pray for an awareness of your presence this week as we go from this pray, place we pray this in jesus name amen church be blessed and god is with you